The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and WT to the F. What happened, Raiders? That and more here on show 464, baby. Raider Nation on today's show, we will have Aviva Las Vegas. Yeah, we got to hit on this Vegas thing. It's getting hot and heated and everything else. And boy, the people in Vegas and the money. And well, we're going to talk about that. We've got to hit the post game. Yes, the post shame game for our defense. That is, hey, our offense wasn't that that hot either. We're going to hit on this game because there's. A certain set of urgency I'm a feeling from everyone. <laughs> so then we shall take to the Tennessee Titans game. Yeah, well, uh, I was there last time when we played them, and they li- literally kicked the crap out of us. I am going to tell you why I hope that doesn't happen again. Although, you know what I'm feeling. I'm sure I'm not alone. (laughs) All that and a really filled up, colorful bone line for the Raider Nation. Listen, man, second game of the season. What the hell? I thought we'd be further, but, well, let's talk about it, shall we? Well, let's just get to Viva Las Vegas. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva, Viva. You know, it's amazing how fast money happens there and doesn't happen in Oakland. The uh, powers that be uh, sent on up to the governor a $750 million deal uh, only to be approved by the governorship sent to the public. I think they get some input. Perhaps not. It was amazing how fast that happened. I cannot believe that we have been dragging our ass in Oakland for so long. And in Vegas, I mean, it's coming down. Uh, the doors are opening pretty damn fast. Now, today, Roger Goodell said, let's put the brakes on things. But it was a typical load of shit from Goodell. A lot of double talking, really nothing substantial. Just like, well, he might have just said, we really just have to vote on it before we get it done. He wants the, you know, he once again starts to talk about how he wants these teams to stay in their home market. And you know what? Listen, if you're a football fan, you know that that's some bullshit. 
Roger Goodell's about one thing, uh, one thing only, along with all the owners of the 32, and that's money, honey. It has nothing to do with the fans, nothing to do with anything to do with the fans other than pay us our money for the entertainment that we provide you. Now, Mark Davis has got his butt cheeks wide open and his mo hairdo spiffied up because the Raiders have spent millions already on this project. I have no doubt that uh, it's going fast, and it should go fast. I'm seeing too many things happen too easily for the Raiders not to go to Vegas. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be surprised if it doesn't happen. Uh, but uh, I know in Oakland, there's nothing but crickets. So, uh, I'm saying Vegas, and you know what? A lot of people from L.A. don't care. As a matter of fact, people from all over don't care uh, that I talked to in our last home game, which we will get to shortly. Uh, uh, people are like, hey, I'd love to have him stay in Oakland, but if there was an alternative, Vegas would not be a bad thing. This I agree. Hey, if Oakland can't get it together, and honestly, like I've said a million times, it don't make a shitty thing what we have to say or what we feel like or how many petitions we signed or what the hell ever. The owner's going to do what he wants to do for the money, and the league will follow suit as long as they make money. And so we shall see what happens with this project, but it looks like it's going lightning fast compared to anything that's happened in Oakland. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, reluctantly, I have to get into the post game for our home opener against the dreaded Dirty Birds. Reese, great drop into the end zone, looks left. He throws one down the sideline, Cup. They beat Sean Smith, this may go the whole way. Brandon Cooks, touchdown, 98 yards. Right over the top of Sean Smith. It takes time. You know, we got a lot of new pieces and me, Reggie, Sean, new faces. Just got to be able to work through the aches right now. And uh, I'm very confident that we'll get it together. We'll be one of the top defenses in the league by, by in the coming weeks. Atlanta right back up on the ball, right? A three-step drop, throws wide open. Julio Jones, touchdown. He beats Sean Smith. No safety help in the middle of the field that time. Reggie Nelson, Tom, I don't know where he was going. He vacated the middle of the field. He read something to his right. And he left the middle wide open. Julio Jones beat Sean Smith on the slant route, and there was no safety help behind. There they snap it fast. They drag the tight end. The Raiders hold the tight end. There's the throw middle to Tammy. A flag down. It's a touchdown to Jacob Tammy. Now Ryan in the gun and empty. Tammy's also in. They throw. Ball deflected up in the air. Caught by the Falcons for a touchdown. Hardy caught the ricochet. Third down and two. Here's Derek in the shotgun, looking right, coming back left. Cox now being chased from behind, dances around, keeps it alive, throws up the sideline, it's caught! And Murray Cooper, 20, 10, 5, look at him go! Touchdown! 
flag, the flag is down. Oh flag no! Flag is down. An official has his hat off. Did somebody go out of bounds? I think they. I think Did they pushed Cooper out of bounds. Yeah, I think they pushed Cooper out of bounds. He can't touch the ball. This is a huge play. Seven eighteen to play. Fourth and two, and you're going for it on your forty-eight yard line. They're going to put Derek under center. They're going to go bunch left. They single up Amari Cooper. Hey, they got this corner Goodwin on Amari one on one. They're going to hand off to Richard, and he did not get the first down. He did not get it. He's short. Everybody tight. They pitch it to Coleman right up the middle. Five. He's in the end zone for a touchdown. They have over 500 yards of offense, don't they? They've given up a thousand yards in two games. This is disappointing. Yes, it is. Didn't see it coming, Tom. I really mean, studying the game and looking at their personnel and where the Raiders are, I did not see this happening today. And with that, we welcome you in. Afternoon delight, Greg Papa, John Dickinson on a Monday in with Pop as we react to week two of the NFL and we react to the Raiders and the 49ers, both teams one and one, but the Raiders, Pop, it's official. They have a problem with their defense, allowing over 1,000 yards in two games, 69 points, and they drop the home opener at the Coliseum, 35-28 to the Falcons. Dazed and confused is the theme today. Well, before I get into that debacle, let me just say this. The tailgate, off the freaking chain, seeing Darren, seeing, uh, listen, I saw so many fans, and this is what it is. I, I get so confused because I'm turning around and I'm seeing a bunch of people that listen to our show. And let me tell you, right now, it's, it's, it, it's, it's very... Um, it fills me with a lot of pride. Randy feels that way, I'm sure, that we have so many people that listen to this show. It's amazing. Maybe they're all just there in our tailgate, <laughs> but I don't care. We've got quality fans, quality people, great family, great friends, Raider Frank. I saw a bunch of people. That That's the best part about the Raider Nation. Let me just tell you, the, the best part about that first game of the season seeing friends and family and, and making, reuniting with people you haven't seen, you know, most of the summer. Um, and then the connection is like flawless and seamless. I, I can't describe it. You know it if you've been there. The tailgate was crazy. Kingsford Kirk kicked ass, like always. Uh, and it was hopping and bopping. And it was a great time. I had a good time. And then we went into the Coliseum. I don't like to bitch about trivial things. Honestly, it doesn't take a lot to keep me happy as a fan. But when you have an opening game, uh, first of all, it was 150 degrees outside. Everyone was freaking hot. People were passing out. It was crazy. It was hot. But your opening game at the Coliseum with a sold-out crowd, an amazing TV audience of Raider fans all over the freaking globe, and what you present, instead of a flyover, are two parachutists with sparklers sticking out of their ass that fly into the field 15, 20 minutes before anybody even sat down. Mark Davis, you should be embarrassed as a hack because that's not pride and ownership. Showing no respect for Banasak, the Stabler family, or anybody else who's in the Hall of Fame in that game because just the fact that you don't have a flyover on on the first game of the fucking season, bro, that's fucked up, man. And this is the second time this cheap fuck didn't do it. 
Now, excuse my language, but I'm fucking pissed. That is horse shit. And the fans, you know what they got as a flyover? They got about 15 penguins. Um, excuse me. They look like penguins, but but 15 seagulls flying over the Coliseum like in formation. It was funny if it wasn't so sad. It was funny because it wasn't just me who noticed it. The entire, everyone I was around was talking about it. Where are the planes? What's that? There's no flyover? What? Okay. So let me go off of that rant and get into this game now that I'm nice and warmed up. Okay, so first let me say, before I even get this thing rolling here, that it was hot and the Raiders were wearing black and I thought that was a bad decision. The coaches should have opted for the white uniform. They should have, you know, demanded it (laughs) because the player was really hot. Uh, and I felt for the defense because they were out there all day. Um, and the other thing is, I'm going to go through a lot of things, but I just want everybody to remember this is only game two. And there is a lot of room for improvement. And last season, I want to remind everyone, this is how it started. Remember, our offense was absolutely crazy and they were doing great. And they went through the season. And as we got closer to the middle of the season... The defense then started getting into sync a little bit more, and they started to play better, and then our offense traveled off to wherever because we lost consistency. Uh, They found out our two plays, and they watched for both of them the rest of the season. And that's exactly what happened last year, and it's almost a copy of what's going on this year. Um, With the exception of the offense improvement, which I know it's improved quite a bit, we look very much like we did last year. And the defense, I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been since the expansion team, the uh, these guys, the Atlanta Falcons, when they expanded, their second season was the last and only time that any team had given up 1,000 yards in two games and over 60 points. You know, it seems to me, I think, I think, and I have thought for quite some time that we are beyond the negative um, records. I thought we set all those with Art Shell and 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 <laughs> the myriad of other boneheads that have been here. The new lows I thought were over until this game. You know, I I have to take it off my hat off to the offense, but let's let's just talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is our defense. And everybody knows. I mean, and I'll tell you, it's not, the, it's not surprising to me because Ken Norton cannot draw up a fucking defense. This guy, as much as I do like him, I like him personally. He's a tough dude, great player, shitty coach. Shitty X's and O's guys. Probably a great rah-rah guy, but he is not the defensive coordinator that you want. He is not the guy with the gray matter. I I beg to, to differ with anybody who tells me this because he has proven it through last year and the woeful lack of change on the defense. I, I It is stagnating as a fan to watch the defense run two plays. You have a four-man front and you have a three-man front. And that's what you get. All right? And what you get with that, too... Ben Heaney, which is late 
takes the wrong gap. He's always behind by three steps. He cannot anticipate shit. He's a reactionary linebacker, and he blows ass. And there are people saying, oh, he's just he's just this. Hey, I don't give a shit what he is. If he's a project, then put him on another fucking team. Far too many uh, guys have their eyes where they don't belong, and it's leading to you know really explosive plays that should be routine, uh, basic plays that we stop at or near the line that end up going big. And uh, so we've got to tighten it up because uh, uh, with, with, without a tightening, uh, it just it's just unbearable to watch right now. Would you elaborate on getting eyes right? Can you pick out a single player and an example of where his eyes were and where they need to be? Now, I'd rather not get into, like, singling out a player. Okay, or just conceptually. What do you mean? uh, Yeah, conceptually. If you have the tight end and man coverage, and there's a play play pass where there's a fake run and the tight end releases, cover the tight end. This defense does not have to be the 85 Bears, 86 Bears. It doesn't have to be. It just has to be average, and we will start beating people left and right. Because if we put up 28 points a game, this defense, even if it was average, we'd be kicking everybody's ass. It is the most pathetic defense I have ever seen for the Raiders, man. The run plays, the Falcons, which are not a great run team, they they walled us off and I could have driven my diesel right through that hole. And that happened all game long. And let me tell you whose fault that is. That's Bruce Irvin. He is a piece of shit. Excuse me. But until he changes, I'm going to call it what I see it. He can't shed a block. As soon as a lineman touches him, it's like Velcro, man. He stands there and walls around like a wall, uh, like a rag doll. The guy has him like a doll and then pushes him away. And he just walks back to wherever he was going in the first place. I don't get Irvin. He is no Smith, man. And he is not a guy. You know, he talks a big game, but his game is weak as shit because I don't see the effort. I don't see the punch. I don't see it. And I watch him all game, and that was pathetic. Heaney, another thing. Smith, I mean, we were late at everything, and anything that had to do with the tight end was, you know, a 16, 18, 20-yard gain. Third and 14, they make 18. You know, I, it was unbelievable to, to run. You, and then when you get a defense when all your tackles are made by the secondary, that tells you everything. And it also tells you everything that Matty Ice, all, the, all their guy, their locker room guy did was took his uniform off, blew the dust off it because there was a little dust. And put it back in his locker room because they didn't have to clean it. Because it was absolutely stain-free because we never laid a freaking hand on him. We got one sack. Wow. All day. And other than that, that guy was flying around like a gazelle. And he's not a running and gunning quarterback. He's a pocket guy. And there was nobody around him all fucking day. Where's the defense? Where is it? Ken Norton, tell me, bro. There was so much optimism in Oakland yesterday going into that game. I honestly, I, I have not felt this way in a long, long time. Maybe going back to the, you know, shortly after the Super Bowl years, 
before Rich Gannon got hurt, uh, that the Raiders going into the game yesterday, I just felt like they, if they did their thing, they would win the game. Almost every night when I'm studying it and looking at it, I'm thinking the other thing for years. The Raiders don't match up here. They don't match up there. How are they going to beat this team? They're going to have to trick it up. And yesterday going into the game, I felt they had the better personnel and they were the better team, and they would be home in the home opener, and they would win the game. I, I recognized how shabby the defense played in New Orleans, but I thought the energy of the home opener and the black hole would rally them, and they'd be flying around. And I, I think the coaching staff thought that as well. I, I think going into the game, they felt like they had the better team, the better personnel, and if they did their thing, they would win. Where conversely, the Atlanta Falcons coaching staff felt like we're going to have to help our guys here in a couple of ways. And they did on defense. I did not think Desmond Trufant would would shadow Amari Cooper. It's just not the way they run their defense. It's a Seattle cover one, cover three. It took Richard Sherman years to start to follow guys around. And really only does it in the slot. They don't like to do it. I'd never seen Trufant give the star treatment, shadow anybody. But they did have him shadow Amari Cooper yesterday. Amari still had a tremendous game. Amari's got to know the rules better. Uh, yes, if you're pushed out of bounds in the NFL in a scramble drill, it, it's uh, tough luck. I, I was surprised he didn't know the rule. That really bothers me. Trufant knew the rule, and he ran him out of bounds. But Amari had a strong game. He played well. They, they blitzed more on defense, which also surprised me. Typically, they do not do that. So how can we fix it? Well, we're going to have to do some real shenanigans with our defensive backs. We're going to have to we're going to have to move shit around. And we're going to have to bench some people. We have to put in some I don't know the solution, but I do know this uh that this has to improve or uh we will continue to be and I tell and I quote quote me on this one, we are the 32nd defense in the NFL as of game 2. 32 baby. Now I, I'm I I could be negative, but that's not me. That's everyone else. And by the way, bandwagon, don't worry, don't trip and hurt yourself on the way out, because I know people are going to start falling off because we're falling off. That's the defense, Norton. You should be looking for another job, and that's what I mean. I'd rather have Norton leave than have us keep him. And have Del Rio get fired because our defense is so lame. The coach, by the way, took over defensive play calling in the fourth quarter. Wow. That says everything. Coach, thanks so much for uh, spending a little time with us today. How are you feeling? Uh, Feeling good. Getting ready to uh, move on to the next week. I know. We do. I know. And I'm looking forward to talking about how you're going to move on to the next week. But we got to look back a little bit. There are some really interesting decisions. I'll give you this. You're an interesting football team, Coach. It's a very interesting team. Good content for guys like us. Khalil Mack is just always seeing double teams. How do you get either production out of that double team by scheming around him? I uh, I believe you said that you took away play-calling duties from Ken Norton in the second half of that game. Uh, is this what we're going to see going forward, Coach? Well, actually, what I said was that uh, I said at the end uh, of the game, the last series, that uh, – that I jumped in okay. and, uh, and 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 was involved in it. I didn't say that, you know, anything like you just said. But anyway, priority number one for us as a staff is to make sure that our guys know what their responsibilities are, and that they get their eyes right. I think if we we just simply get that done. I think you'll see a whole lot better result.
Jack Del Rio here on 95.7 The Game. So as you and Ken put together the game plan going forward against Tennessee, a team that can really run the ball, uh, where are your concerns there against Murray and Henry and and slowing down a a really good rushing attack? Yeah, it's a really good group, really good rushing attack. They've got a really good tight end, Delaney Walker. And uh, so – yeah, we've got uh, you know they've got a quarterback that's been active with with bootlegs and things. And what do you think they might try and do this weekend? Look for that tight end. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can't get that buttoned up a little bit. I hope obviously so. that's going to be obviously that's going to be very important for us. It's beyond me how they were not prepared for the drag route on the tight end because this is the staple of this offense. I mean, it's it's Mike Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan, it's Gary Kubiak, and you're going to see it against Denver. Hell, you're going to see it the rest of the year now that you just show that you can't play it. What is in the Green Bay Packers did it to the Raiders in the preseason. It's a great complementary running game and a passing play off the running game where you, you, you outside zone it to the left, let's say, and all your linebackers flow to control the gap, and they just get out of position for the drag of the tight end coming back out the other side. And the quarterback would just take it and roll it, and the tight end was there time and time and time again, where the Raiders just flowed too much to the play side on the running play and didn't protect the backside on the drag. Now, this has been going on in the NFL, high school football. It's a, it's a, it's a signature play. There are ways to play that. What I saw Tampa Bay, J.D., do in the week before when Atlanta opened their home schedule against the Buccaneers, they just bumped that tight end. They would not let him drag across the formation. They would just blast him. And the Raiders did do it one time on the goal line, and Matt Bruce Irvin got called for a holding call, and he just waited. And he went to the – actually, his fourth option was another tight end underneath and Jacob Tammy for a touchdown. So they had a wrinkle to the Raiders' wrinkle but the Raiders just did not adjust to that one simple play. But there were others. Uh, look, it's very serious stuff. We we take it very serious. Um, you know, bottom line is, as we get our eyes right, understand what the heck we're supposed to be doing, and get our eyes right. Uh, it's really not that it's not that complex. We're not we're not building a rocket here. We're talking about playing a bootleg, and uh, you know, basic responsibilities within that. And uh, some of the some of the play passes, some of the runs, and some of the bootlegs were really football 101, and we just did not get it done. And we'll we'll be much better this week. We have to be. He benched Heaney. Took over play calling, put in a sixth round draft pick at linebacker, and that's our defense. So that's all I'm going to say about that shit. We can't be giving up no more thousand five hundred yard games. This cannot be the status quo. Although I look for improvement, it's going to be very interesting to see how they move personnel around. Because trust me. And, and you're not that stupid. Let me tell you, if you don't think that these people are in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you ain't watching these games because they are. Let's get to the offense. Great job scoring so many points in the first two games. I mean, we've really been racking them up. Now, not to say that we're smooth as butter because the offense is staggering. It's kind of glitchy, uh, and, and it's because our play caller is a fucking idiot. And I... I I'm trying to be cool here. I'm sorry about the F-bombs, but I'm really not. Because I'm so frustrated with this Musgrave, this muskrat love. I don't have any love for this guy because his play calling is fucking stupid. 
Let me just say one instance. The fourth and two, the fourth and two on the 46 or the 42 line, whatever it was, midfield, we're going for it. I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people aren't. I'm good with it. You give it to Ozawali, guaranteed going to get those two yards. You give it to Richard, he's small, he's not that back. He's the guy that gets stuffed in the back by someone bigger. Give it to Lee. I mean, but you don't give it to the smallest running back on an obvious run play. What do you expect, Musgrave? You're so fucking stupid. The fourth down play at midfield. If you're running there, why not go with Murray, the bigger back, if you're gonna go for it on fourth down why not why, why not just throw the ball with Derek who's the best player you got right yeah we, we you know he is he is a really good player uh but i think you're the first thing you said is latavius or uh or jamae's one of those two should have been in that game in that situation so you know i said down earlier at the press conference i said yeah if, I, if we could have that back it's one of the things we say yeah that's that's uh that's one we'd like to have back you know so I didn't want to use a timeout. We even talked about it briefly right before the snap. I was like, doggone it, you know. I'd really like to have the other guy in. I didn't want to use a timeout to get it done. And, uh, yeah, well, we saw the result. It looked like Derek might have had a matchup issue with the corner substituting late for Trufant. Did you see that there? Did he see it at all? No, no, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. Was the decision to go for it in that situation born out of offensive confidence or worry about your defense? Well, I mean, you know, you're asking me to make the decision based on one or the other, and I would say that, you know, you take all the factors of a football game into account. And, uh, you know, 31 years of experience and uh, and a really good staff, I think the strength of the staff, and uh, we felt good about the call, we felt good about the situation, and we just didn't get it done. Everybody I know would have run Oswali. That's our guy. That's our short yardage guy. You know, Musgrave, I guess he's trying to outsmart himself. He's an idiot. I'm sick of his shit. Derek Carr, 19 passes of five yards or less in this game. 19! That means those wide receiver screens, uh, you know, know, Musgrave is a yak coach. He's a yak offensive coordinator. Yak, 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 yak. Yard after catch is the yak. And his his theory is, well, you give it to the player and have him make the play. So here's what he's thinking. If if we're third and six, I'm going to have him pass the ball two or three yards short of the first down and expect the running or the wide receiver or whoever tight end to make up that difference and get the first down. That's the that's that's a Bill Musgrave bullshit offense when he has this group of people. That shit might work well when you have a shitty offense. We have fucking talent, you idiot. And we have people that can make these things happen. If you do the right thing, this offense should be scoring 30 points every game with no problem. No problem at all. Let's end on a positive note with Derek Carr, who... You know, if anything, we just want to see him be a little bit more aggressive. He takes the, you know, you, you can't go broke taking a profit, right? And he does take what's open to him, and that's great. He's got a great completion percentage because of it. Would you like to see him go downfield more? Would you like to ask Bill Musgrave to get more aggressive? And this isn't taken away from your running game, which, by the way, is clicking better than ever. But just in terms of that downfield attack, 10 yards, 15 yards downfield, are you looking for more? 
I actually think he's doing a great job of what we're asking him. Uh, and, I, and I think we're asking him to look down the field and then check it down when it's not there. So there were many opportunities to look down the field yesterday uh, when they had the coverage and they were back and soft and we, we checked it down where we need to and, and went down, you know, the eyes went from top down. I, I think Derek's doing a tremendous job. Uh, the last thing we want to do is change what Derek's doing. He's, he's, he's really going through his progressions very, very well. Uh, he's making great decisions. He's been accurate with the ball. He's moving our offense and scoring points. We want him to keep doing his thing. Musgrave is so bad. And let me just hit on Carr, too. Now, Murray, I think, was the hero of the game. He ran with vision. He ran with power. He ran like a mofo. And he ran six-something per carry, and he was effective and efficient. It's a handoff. They get penetration. Atlanta, but Murray runs away from it. 30, 35, first down, 40. Great run by Latavius Murray. Here's a handoff left. Murray coming wide. Good block by Osemele. First down, Raiders. Rolling all the way to the Atlanta 31-yard line. That was all Latavius Murray. They give it to him off the left side. Touchdown! Latavius Murray tries to step over the pile, gets wide, first down, what a run, breaks a tackle, out of bounds inside the Atlanta five-yard line. What a run by Latavius Murray. We gon' be alright, alright, we welcome you back here, Afternoon Delight, Greg Papa, John Dickinson, Raiders lose in their home opener to the Falcons, 35-28, Latavius Murray though, 58 yards on the ground, another 44 uh, catching the ball out of the backfield, and, and he joins us on the program here. Latavius, how are you? Doing good. How y'all doing? Good. Uh, Latavius, just to take us through, you know, what it's like, uh, the home opener and, and these first two weeks, you know, last week in New Orleans with the offense playing so well, the defense struggling, you guys are one and one, but what's it like when the offense is moving the ball and successful? And, and it can go both ways. There's days where the defense plays well and the offense doesn't, but when one side of the ball is more effective than the other, just how, how does that impact a, a team? Uh, well, I think uh, it's just a matter of, I guess, when we have the chance to uh, to go and score or, or make some plays, you know, regardless of what the defense did or didn't do, um, you know, I think we, we we have to do them. And so there's there's times where we could have played better and um, gave our sense of chance to self a chance to outscore them more. But obviously, you realize this it's a, a ultimate team sport, the ultimate team sport, and so. Um, you know, we'll be better as a whole, um, as, as a team together. Did Did you watch the video back from yesterday's game, Latavius? The film? Yeah, the film of the game. Yeah. 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 I I honestly, I mean, I know that that Thursday night against Kansas City, you had more yards just on the four carries. You were awesome, and the one Buffalo game I can recall, and you've had great games. But I I honestly thought yesterday was the best game you played as far as making yards for what was blocked. How do you assess the way you played yesterday? Well, I, 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 well, you're not the first person that said that, but, um, you know, I, I've just been trying to, you know, run the way I know I can and run and, uh, uh, do more, uh, you know, obviously, um, than I need to. And, uh, it's not always going to be pretty. And so, uh, it's just a matter of me just trying to be the best that I can be. And, um, you know, yesterday, uh, I had some great blocking, but, uh, I made some plays also, uh, called the ball well. So, um, you know, this, this offense is dangerous. I've been in positions to make plays. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy, I guess, with what, uh, 
as an offense what we've been able to do. Yeah, your, your feet were so quick in the hole yesterday, and it wasn't just the, the big nose guard, 95, Jonathan Babineau, who you ran away. I saw you run away from that, that middle linebacker, 45, Deion Jones, who runs like a running back. He's so fast. Did you? I know how hard you work in the offseason. A couple of years ago, you went to work with Blake Bortles. Did you do anything this offseason just to make your feet quicker? Because they looked as quick as I've seen them throughout your career yesterday, Latavius. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, I usually keep the same regimen, but I, I did focus just on um, just on maintaining, obviously, uh, maintaining my speed or even getting faster if I could um, this off season. Um, uh, you know, I, I keep the same regimen when I go back home and uh, upstate, and again uh, the the early off season uh, when I'm uh, around California training with Blake. But uh, yeah, just really just just maintaining that speed because at the end of the day. Um, that's what I'm going to be doing is running the ball, and uh, I'm, I'm going to have to run away from guys or, or run through them. You only had eight carries yesterday. Is part of the reason your legs look so quick is because you're fresh and you're, and you're running less? Is that partly why you were just so quick-footed yesterday? Well, I think that I think that definitely helps. Um, uh, you know, when those other guys are in there, I'm getting a rest. But um, you know, I think another part of it just – uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting better. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's my goal. Every time I step on the field, practice, uh, games, uh, I, I just want to get better and I just want to improve, um, individually, uh, so I can, uh, you know, help the team really. Yeah. How about the goal line running? Uh, you had a touchdown yesterday. It wasn't exactly blocked perfectly. It looked kind of awkward, but you were able to score. But I go back to the score you had the first game in New Orleans when you ran right over James Laurinaitis and you know, we often talk about how you're high cut. You kind of run high. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what emphasis do you have on the short yardage and the goal line? Because I, the way you ran lower night is over was really impressive, and you scored on the goal line yesterday, Latavius. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big guy, so I have to use that to my advantage. And um, majority of the time, I'm, I'm as big, or I could be possibly bigger than the linebackers that I'm going against, um, and so. I need to win that battle. I need to win that matchup uh, when I'm going one-on-one um, and, and get in the end zone. Um, you know, I need to, I want those opportunities. And uh, when I'm able to do that and make it a uh, guaranteed touchdown, so to speak, then I'll get more of those opportunities. What, what happened on the touchdown yesterday? I'm trying to visualize it in my mind. It just seemed awkward the way it all went down. But you, you kind of went in un, untouched off the left side. Yeah, I think – I. It, I was trying to uh, set up Jamez's block, and I think he just got the guy in an awkward way, and they just both uh, went to the ground, and I just cut inside of them. And um, by that time, I was already in, and so the guy that was trying to come and tackle me free, he um, he was too late. You know, one thing, when I was talking to, to Bill Musgrave uh, in the preseason, he talked about getting away from the Philadelphia concepts, which I, I took to mean the, the, the gun runs, and try to have Derek under center more, and Derek's trying to reacclimate. You know, after being in the shotgun his final two years at Fresno State, the young backs, uh, Washington and uh, Jalen Richard, looked like they're good gun runners. You to me still still seem like you like being an eye back. Whether you have Jamez offset or in a single back, is that is that is that fair to say that you prefer to have Derek under center and not do it out of the shotgun? Or are you equally adept at both? Oh, uh, I, I mean. I guess maybe I have more success uh, running from the eye, but I guess either way, either or doesn't matter to me. 
Um, would I prefer to be uh, in the eye? Yeah, I, I think what running back wouldn't. That's what I would assume. But um, it's what I did in college, um, high school, you know. So, um, you know, it's just a it's just a matter of what what uh, is gonna work uh, that week, honestly, game plan wise. And either or, I, I got to do what I got to do. You're just so big to me. You just when you put your hands on your thigh pads, it looks like this is the way he's comfortable. And here he is coming downhill. All right, talk yeah. about this this new offensive line. Tay Kalechi uh, Assembly is just a beast. He's the best guard I've seen at football in so long. And you like to run left, but just talk away about the way this offensive line is going. Because you you know the first game in New Orleans, 167 yards rushing to lead the NFL, and yesterday you ran the ball effectively again, 155 yards on 25 carries. Talk about the way you run behind this offensive line. Uh, well, I think those guys are moving moving people, uh, and it starts up front. And once you um, create a new line of scrimmage, then it's easy for us back to uh, make the yards that we do and make the big plays that we've been making. And so uh, it starts with them, man, and they've really take, taken on that. That, that that responsibility and and, and keeping Derek protected and uh, keeping us uh, with some holes to run through. All right, catching the football. Uh, last year you had 41 catches, but I think it was something where game to game, uh, some days you struggled. I remember the game in Chicago where you let it get into your chest plate a little bit and it bounced out. But yesterday, targeted six times. You caught all six. I saw you twist your body when Derek threw it behind you to make a catch, and then after you caught it, you showed those quick feet when you were running the ball. So how hard have you worked on your hands, and where are you right now in the passing game, Latavius? Uh, well, I worked real hard uh, in the offseason just to, to really any time that I could when we're practicing or when we have uh, any any drills that I can go off to the side and work with Derek and just uh, catch uh, when the quarterback are doing their uh, footwork drills. I make sure I'm catching the balls uh, so they have a target to throw to, and uh, that way I'm getting my work in as well. So uh, we did it every day um, in, in training camp. Uh, we still do it uh, dur- during the week, uh, during practices, uh, during the uh, work week. So it's uh, it's been helping. Um, it's definitely been helping, obviously. Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable catching the ball, and I know I need to, to do that uh, because there's going to be a lot of opportunities for me. Latavius, just to, about the, the three running backs, you know, the three-headed monster, essentially. When you look at DeAndre Washington and, and Jalen Richard and yourself and just the improvement in that room overall, I mean, the three of you guys just seem to complement each other so well. Just how, how does that compare, I guess, maybe to last year without you know putting anybody under the bus from, from before? But just you guys are so complementary. It seems like the, the running game is, is equipped to be just even more explosive and versatile than it was. But when you got uh, DeAndre and Jalen and me, um, who are all, I guess, different backs in their in our own way, uh, that's that's hard to prepare for. And it's and and once you get in the game, it's hard to stop. Um, you don't know what I may do. You don't know what uh, DeAndre or Jalen, uh, you know, will do. And so it's hard for for a defense to, I guess, even get comfortable with one running back when you got three different ones coming at you. Uh, and all of them are making plays. And so uh, I think that's been, a again, a, a, a commitment that the offensive line has made and uh, has been doing a good job of putting us in position to make those plays. And, uh, you know, it's hard for a defense to stop. 
And you've all got, got breakaway speed. I mean, you're a four three eight guy. We had Jalen on last week, Latavius, and he said again it was four five one JD, four five one to four six at his pro day, but he looks fast. If I was to line up all three of you guys on the goal line and race to the forty yard line, who would win? Me. <laughs> Easily? Easily You know the funny the funny thing is, man, we all have been arguing about that in the room, uh, which is another reason why we've I think that's another reason why we've been so, uh, you know, so successful, man. So far, just these two two games were very competitive in that room. Um, <laughs> that's that, that's what helped us. And so, but yeah, um, Jalen and and DeAndre, they they swear they got my number right now. So, um, I told them first thing after the season, man, we we lining up. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, don't do it during the year. I don't want to get in trouble. So, so you would win. Who would finish second? Uh. You know, after that, after that seventy-five yarder, I might have to give it to to, to Jalen. But I'll give it to Taiwan in the room in general. Oh yeah, Taiwan. We're not going to count him. We're not going to yeah. count him. Taiwan would beat uh, you, wouldn't he, Tay? <laughs> yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, he got. Yes, it. he would. All right, man. Congratulations. You had a great yeah. game yesterday. I thought it was your Thank best you. in the Thanks. NFL. He caught out of the backfield, caught some crazy passes that were low, around, high. I mean, and then we get to that too, because Carr. I mean, I'm not going to be sucking on his ball sack like a lot of people are, but he was he was terrible in this game, even though he scored that many points. I will tell you, I saw Roberts open multiple times, wide open, standing there. I saw Crabtree wide open while Carr fiddle-fucks around, running around, fake throwing. He, I think, oh, there it is, there it is, and he throws a five-yard fucking slam pass. What the hell is wrong with this offensive coordinator? Is he not getting the memo that you want to go long short? Or if there's a guy th- beating somebody three three steps out back behind the safety, you're not going to hurl the rock to this guy? I was blown away at this game. We left so much out there. We could have had at least another touchdown, if not two, or a touchdown and a field goal. It's always frustrating to lose, no matter how it looks. Um, you know, whenever you can, you know, go out there and you, know, you feel like you're, you know, you're being efficient. Obviously, there's so many things that I'm still, I'm gonna lose sleep over offensively that we can do better. I, I'm happy our offense is productive, but all those reasons, I, I think that is just a lame ass play calling all day. Even though we scored that many points, I mean, we got lucky too a lot of times, but. Man, Musgrave has got to clean this shit up and start this offense to have some rhythm and, you know, some continuity of play so that it it's boom, 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 boom. Uh, it's not happening right now. I know it's only the second game of the season. I know we're doing okay on offense, but I need we need to see improvement on that, man, because towards the middle of the season, everyone's going to figure us out. We better be playing like a machine if we want to make this happen and keep those points going or else people are going to figure us out done deal like last season exactly the same freaking thing that happened last year musgrave pull your head out of your ass special teams of which i didn't worry too much about and that's always been my problem special teams what the hell was a huge gaping hole on that ball that was run back till Marquette had to take that that the Marquette our kicker stud 
City, took that guy out, kept him from making a touchdown. Why did the kicker have to do that? That that is basic <laughs> gap coverage. You got to keep a lane, man. You got to keep your lane and stay in it. And that's basic special teams. Uh, did not happen. We didn't get the blocks on special teams we needed. Um, yeah, not not good. Not good. Uh, not, I can give them a pass. It was a hot day for everyone. It was a tough game to watch. Tough loss. We should have won this game. Even with our shitty defense, our offense should have scored at least 10 more points. And that's what I'm saying. We could have won this game, not only because the defense was shitty, they don't. All the defense had to do is stop one time. That's Falcons went down seven, six of seven and scored six of seven drives scored. You ain't gonna win many games that way. So let's put this in the book and move on. Uh, they got to fix this shit and get it done right. I know our offense can put up some fucking points. So Musgrave, get them out there because we're gonna need a lot of points with this defense. And that is all I have to say about that. The Raiders are traveling to Nashville, Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans. That's one of the three away games in the first quarter of the season. Let's talk about it. The Tennessee Titans, like the Oakland Raiders, have been struggling for some time. Uh, their new coach, Mark Malark- uh, Mike Malarkey, is a no-nonsense guy. Good coach, good guy. I like him as a coach, no-nonsense, a gritty dude. I'll tell you one thing that he does do more than any other team in the NFL, and that is the no-huddle offense, folks, which has destroyed the Raiders for over two years. I know last year we were totally susceptible. They People destroy, destroyed us with the no-huddle. And this is probably the best no-huddle offense in the NFL because that's all they do. And they do it much faster than the the Dirty Birds. And we were, listen, our defense looked like the Three Stooges. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on on the field when they were in the no-huddle. There were hands pointing, people moving, a lot of jittery this, that. Our, our secondary wasn't set. Our linebackers are still looking around at each other every single time they used the uh, no huddle. Every time. Our defense is absolutely inept. There's no coverage of anybody. There's wide open receivers, huge gaps. They could run or pass, either one, out of the no huddle. I think that the real revelation yesterday was Kyle Shanahan for the first time, allowing his quarterback to run a no huddle. And uh, he hadn't shown that. The Shanahan's like to control it through shifts and motions. You can still shift in motion uh, when you're in a, in a no huddle, but they, they just like to huddle. They like to control it through it, and they don't know it. A lot of coaches just don't have a, a background in the no huddle. They don't feel comfortable giving it to the quarterback to do it. But Matt Ryan is great at it. We saw it going back to his rookie year, Bill Musgrave, 
was the quarterback coach there when he came into Oakland, and he shredded the Raiders when he went into a no-huddle. He had uh, D'Angelo Hall in a one-on-one slant with Michael Jenkins, and they, they you know, went at uh, D'Angelo. The Raiders could not sub, and I think D'Angelo was cut the very next game. Al, Al got rid of him after that game. But Matt Ryan is just so good in the no-huddle, and Kyle Shanahan was just reluctant to, to give it to him. And all last week, J.D., uh, we had Wes Durham on, the voice of the Falcons, and I kept, is, is Shanahan going to let him go into the no-huddle? And that was from the talking point in Atlanta. And they came out yesterday, and they jumped in the no-huddle. And they did it first play of the game. They got out of it. Then they went back to it heavily. And the Raiders just, I don't know if it's a you know, hot day. It was hot yesterday. The black jerseys, uh, I, I don't know exactly what happens, but they you, just, you can't sub. What you are is on your heels. If it's run correctly on offense and, and they have a good tempo to it, the, the offense is really coming at you, and you're just reading and reacting, and you're playing on your heels, and you're misaligning, and it just happened over and over and over again. They just, they, they just did not have a plan. I've seen the Raider defense struggle for years against a no-huddle. Teams that don't even show a no-huddle would jump into the no-huddle against the Raiders. But uh, I, I just thought Matt Ryan, he just, they wouldn't do it. They, they haven't shown that. But i got to give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit. He adapted his ways. That's good coaching. You coach to your personnel, not your scheme. And he went to the no-huddle, and the Raiders were just off. Warning. The following hour of radio contains non-stop testosterone-filled conversations of hard hits, kicking ass, and references to testicles. He had damn raisins for nuts, okay? His balls have got to drop, okay? Nothing wrong with rubbing out balls. Balls. Viewer discretion is advised. It's time for the football hour on 95.7 The Game. Squaring off is four-time Super Bowl champion linebacker Bill Romanowski and four-time Pro Bowl fullback Lorenzo Neal. And here we go. The football hour. Papa Townsend, low Romo, doesn't get any better than this, Pop. We look forward to it every week, and we had a lot of fun last week. Oh, we got crazy, didn't we, Pop? We we are, but I'm in kind of a bad mood this week after what happened on Sunday, so I don't know how much fun we're going to have. we got to fix this defense, boys. Where do we start? Where do we start? We have all this talent, supposedly, and all of a sudden, you know, they are not performing up to what we thought they would perform 69 points in two games, Bill. That's a lot of points. (laughs) How about the yards? This one play, Bill, that has tormented the Raiders, and we saw it in the preseason in Green Bay. Uh, It's a play. uh, You played for Mike Shanahan. And you must have seen this play in practice uh, 26,000 times where they fake the stretch one direction, they boot the quarterback the other direction outside the numbers, they drag a tight end underneath. And your job was to follow that tight end. You had to flow with the play side on the zone, but always keep leverage on the back side. What are the Raiders not doing on this very simple football play that is tormenting them? It tormented them Sunday, and they will see it again on Sunday in Nashville. What are they not doing, Marlon? You know what? They will. And it's one where you're allowed to get beat once on it because it's a tough play to cover. But to to be beat twice, three times. Four times. Yeah, four times. (laughs) Four times. You know, know, it's a situation where when you're on the backside and you're playing zone – 
you know you have to slow play some plays. And it looked like Heaney, you guys know the motor that he has. He fast plays things, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, SHI, you know what? And he starts taking off trying to chase down the tight end on the backside uh, sideline. So that's really what it is. You're going to get caught once on it, but as soon as you know what that play looks like, you know you can't get caught again and again and again. And you got to know that the, you got to know, especially as an outside backer, Bill, or even the safety, what they were doing well is they had Smith in the safety. So what happened? We knew to Smith, we said that he was going to do that. He's going to funnel things in, and the safety was playing over the top. So you had them trying to bracket the receiver because of the fact 11, you seen, still was able to torch him, get by both those guys, like you said. So when he's dragging, the safety usually can come down and drive on that tight end. When you lose the safety and he can't drive that on a tight end, you lose it, then that backside linebacker, like Bill saying he's almost got to turn his back pop and kind of wall and understand that there's going to be someone coming through my zone and kind of face him instead of just committing like you're talking about over over pursuing and Ben Heaney I saw him Bill get trapped every single time they'd run a little misdirection where the running back would take a step to the right and then get the ball and come back backside and yeah. he was getting caught in there and couldn't come over the top and just running gashes they were running the ball on him just to me, the guy, like you said, he likes to run. He's so fast. He so wants to be on top of it. Sometimes he runs himself out of the place. Yeah, you know, Jack, in his press conference yesterday, talked about eyes. The linebacker's eyes are not seeing it. Okay? It's one thing. Hey, you love linebackers that react fast. Sure. But you want them to react fast to the right damn play. Okay? <laughs> That that's the thing that is very frustrating. And yeah, you're gonna get some young guys that will misread, but you can't misread over and over again. And the eyes, they're 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 young eyes, so they're making mistakes and their legs are taking them places they shouldn't go. So we, we had this conversation, Romo, you and I, all off season. I think every time you would come on with me, once every couple of months, I'd bring up Ben Heaney. Is he good enough? Is he good enough? Lo, the first day of training camp. What did we talk about? And then we realized that day when Malcolm Smith sat down with us that they're going to give Ben the green dot helmet. They plan on them being on the field every uh, play, sure. and he's going to have to take ownership of the defense. The reality is it's not his defense. Malcolm's going to be the guy. They gave the green dot helmet to Malcolm the first game. Ben did not have it. So, you know, we, we don't want to be cruel here, but we're trying to fix this. So uh, is the first step getting Ben Heaney off the field? And then if you do that, who goes on the field? Because then you got I know, younger eyes. You, I know. That's what I mean. And he did not play well, Bill. When he came in, he went right down the field on the Raiders and scored that last touchdown. So I'm willing to give James a, a, a chance here, but is he going to be appreciably better than Ben Heaney? Um, I tell you what, I don't see that happening. Here's another thing you got to look at. Are they asking Ben to do too much? What is going on with the scheme? Because, you know, this is a guy last year that came on at the end. Of, we Hey, we loved his energy. We loved the way he flew around. And he really came on at the end of the year last year. And I thought he could step in and handle this position. Are they asking him to do too much within the scheme? And it's not just him, guys. Okay. What are they asking Sean Smith to do that he can't do? Cover. Exactly. 
he's, he's a quarterback, Bill. He's got yeah. his job. So that means you, what do you got to do? You got to put him in more zone situations, and you got to keep him back off the ball. You don't want him up in bump coverage if he's uh, if he's not as good in man-to-man coverage. Low? Yeah. What, I mean, if you bench 50 and put 57 in, well, I mean, how much better will it be? Because you're going from young to younger. And Corey looks like a, a, a nice prospect. I liked him in the preseason. But when they gave him a chance to play, he didn't play all that great at times. Is it gonna, will it improve anything by making that change? That's a great question, Pop. And I think the, the answer is this. Which one gives you more on either thing? Because right now, Ben Henney's not giving you anything against the run. And he's not giving you much against the pass. So if, one, if this young man can give you at least stop some of the bleeding, then I say, okay, let's go with him to say, I want you to focus on the run because I think right now, like Bill alluded to, Ben Heaney's trying to do too much, and I think teams are scheming. What do I mean by that? He's looking at a run read. He's seeing the, line, the running back take the step, and he's firing his gun. Boom, I'm going there right away. And then, boom, it's a counter, and all of a sudden he's in play too far in, and the guy, he can't get back over the top. Then he sees play action because he thinks it's run. He's trying to get in there and go and be aggressive, and all of a sudden the tight ends bomb over over his head the tight ends and got past the second level got past the linebackers so i think he's trying to do too much and try to be too aggressive bill at times being heaney i don't think it's lack of preparation i don't think it's lack of effort i think sometimes he's trying to be over he's over aggressive and he puts himself behind eight ball yeah and you know here's another thing when you're going against the pass if you're not getting a pass rush the pressure that that puts on all the defensive sure. backs and the linebackers to be able to cover, cover that long because Matt Ryan did not have much pressure on him in that football game. And that's what's, that, that's that's the alarming thing. I know everyone talks about, hey, this is get week number two. I think the reason why everyone's is panic and not put, necessarily pushing the panic, but you got to be concerned. You were at home. And you didn't have – you wasn't going against a dynamic offense. You wasn't playing a quarterback that's very mobile. Although, you know how many times this guy rolled outside of the pocket on these bootlegs, and this guy was not supposed to be known for his great feet, and he was able to extend plays with outside the pocket and, and just take shots downfield, move the pocket, and no one was able to run him down as slow as he is? That's a concern. Well, you think about a- the direction they were doing it. They were doing it to Khalil Mack. So they were trying to cut the field in half and pin him and double-team him at the point of attack and be able to get him on the edge where Matt Ryan had plenty of time to throw the ball. To me, Nate Allen is one of their best players on defense. I think they need to get him involved. Could you move McGill inside, you know, play a slinebacker, a safety linebacker? I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I, I think if you do that, they're going to trample you in the run game. But the other issue here was the tempo in which Atlanta played, Bill. And I got to give your your guy Mike Shanahan's son credit because Kyle just never shown. He doesn't know the no huddle. He doesn't like turning it over to the quarterback. But Ryan's really good at it, and he gave it to him the whole game. They jumped into it early, got out of it, but then went back to it. I think a lot of it was just. The Raiders just appeared to be on their heels all day because Atlanta was playing a no huddle at their tempo. And Sunday in Nashville, we saw Mike Malarkey do this in the preseason. He loves the no huddle. They're going to do it all day, and they're going to do it fast. So it just seems like over the years, they did, the Raiders are just not good defensively, Romo, when they face a team that gives them tempo out of the no huddle. Kyle found me before the game, and uh, I'm over on the sideline. I just uh, – 
you know, told Mark congratulations on last week and hope it goes well this week. Good luck. And Kyle comes over on the Raider sideline and finds me. And I said, okay, what do you got up your sleeve, buddy? Yeah. And uh, he said, we're going to move quick on these guys. We're going to speed. We're going to be up tempo on them because I don't think they can handle it. Well, wow. well, did but, you but relay that credit, information? <laughs> well, no, what, his, I, hey, I, what, what am I supposed to do? Hey, no. hey, Jack, well, we uh, Ken Norton, come here. Let me, uh, let me let you know what they're going to do. Well, you know what, Bill? To his credit, because I talked about this all last week, that Matt yeah. Ryan is so good at it, but the Shanahan's don't do that. Mike likes to control it through pre-snap shifting and get the front he likes. So I, you got you to give Kyle credit. I, I think he, I think he outcoached the Raiders. I think he. He had a lot of clever stuff offensively, but the the fact that he was willing to go to the up-tempo, something he's not comfortable with because the quarterback is really good at it, that's what coaching is all about. So I I think he was the most valuable performer on Sunday. Kyle Shanahan coached a great game. Hey, that's what I said in in my show after the game. I said, I think the most valuable player in this game might be Kyle Shanahan. It was. with, With the game plan he had. But but my my question why why do the Raiders have a hard time with that? It is they just don't. It's hard to sub, but they don't sub a lot anyway. So I I just don't know why they were so. I mean that's why I think you know Jack took the play calling away because the calls were coming in so late, and the Raiders don't have that many defenses. There's not that many to call, but it just seemed like that they were completely off rhythm because Atlanta went to the no huddle, and we're going to see it on Sunday in Nashville. They're going to do it way better because they're better at it. Well, well Pop, if you're saying that, if you're saying it seems like the speed of it, and you're saying the player, it's not necessarily the players. And if you're saying that Jack took the plays because the plays wasn't coming in fast enough, that falls on Kenny Norton. And it yeah. calls on his inability to get relayed a message to the to the secondary and to the Mike linebacker. So when you see that happen, is there a reason for concerns? Why the why the head coach Jack, who's a defensive minded, when you look at Ken Norton, who's defensive minded, and he has to step in on a defensive minded guy, is that a reason for concerns for this Raiders team in general? You got to ask yourself this question: Are they getting beat physically, or are they getting beat mentally? Okay. I don't think we're getting beat. We got beat last week. Corner position. Sean Smith could not handle the speed. Okay. That's something that Ken Norton needed to have a safety over the top of him to protect him. But in this football game, I didn't see us getting beat just physically. I felt like we were out. You know, they out. Uh, coach. You know, coach uh, schemed us. us. But, yeah. I mean, that, to your point, though, Sean Smith's physical limitations makes you play the defense differently. They've been decidedly a man. Where did Reggie Nelson go on Julio Jones' touchdown? Why did he leave the middle of the field and go to that flat? What did he see there? I just That one play, I just don't understand what Reggie Nelson's eyes uh, showed him to, to jump the flat and leave the post for Julio Jones. I don't know. You, you know, we, we, that's why you hear crickets over here, Pop. So sometimes the players just brain lock and they don't execute the defense properly and he leaves the middle of the field when he was supposed to be sitting there on that place. So. Trying to do too much. Well, here's the, here's the question I have is does Jack Del Rio step in and play a bigger role this week until it gets fixed? I think he I, already has and I think he'll do more. Because I remember when I was in Philly – you know, and Edmund Thomas was our defensive coordinator. He came from the Redskins. Great football mind. Really liked great him. Great player. He and player. Ray Rhodes, 
just won a Super Bowl in San Francisco as defensive coordinator. He came in as our head coach, and he said, I'm going to let him do everything until he Fs it up. <laughs> Once he Fs it up, I'm jumping right in, and I'm going to change some things. We didn't F it up, so he never had to jump yeah. in. But this is something that isn't going well, and you have a head coach who's a defensive guy. I would think he's going to jump in. And I, I don't know, Tony. 69 points and 1,065 yards in two games. It seems like it's effed up to me. I'm telling you, help me out in the postgame show because I can't do another 14 games like this. You try calling the game. All right, Raider Nation, it is time for you, the fan, <laughs> us as fans, to vent it out. And, uh, well, let's just see what everybody's take is because it's different. Everyone's got a different take. That's what's cool. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the phone line. Ladies, I'm calling you all out. You know what I'm saying. i got to do it from time to time. So who we have first on the show? you got to love him because he is pure silver and black. My good brother, C-Money is in the house. What's up, bro? Yo, what's up, man? It's your boy C-Money, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, my brothers. What's going on? Yo, did I tell you or did I tell you, man? Sean Smith fucking sucks. Said he's a fucking joke. He was getting burnt all preseason. Mackenzie set us back a fucking decade, man, when he got rid of all those players and fucking Hugh Jackson and... We're fucking done, guys. Hammerson might be the only decent player back there, and I'm not even sold on that motherfucker. We're the laughing stock of the fucking league. We have been for the last 14 fucking years. We're going to continue to be the laughing fucking stock of the league for the next six to seven years. The only talent we have is at the wide receiver's position. Crabtree and Cooper is the only thing fucking keeping us afloat. Derek Carr fucking sucks. He's garbage. He's never going to be a franchise quarterback. Derek Carr's this. Derek Carr's that. Derek I fucking sucks. I, I don't know, man. This team and I've and I've said it again, Brady Greg, my brother from another mother. Hiring Jack Del Rio was the worst fucking decision they had made. And I know you like Jack. I know you you're, you're big on him, but I'm telling you, I think Jack Del Rio fucking sucks. I don't think he can coach. I think he's terrible. He always gets out coached. He he might throw the penalty flag on a fucking third down and a and a fourth down and win the fucking decision and stuff like that. But other than that, he fucking sucks. He can't play call. He's not a fucking coach. He's garbage. They should have hired Shanahan. That's a big fuck up right there. I watched the game. The game was fucking pathetic. It was a fucking complete joke. Uh, we should have blew fucking Atlanta out by three or four fucking touchdowns. It's just a testament to. This organization and their fucking inability to fucking hire the right people to run the show in management and just getting the right talent to make the fucking thing work. I mean, they'll never fucking get it. As long as fucking Mark Davis is the fucking owner, we will never fucking win. I think Mark Davis needs to go. You know, we may be seven and nine again, and I'm pushing that. I'm pushing seven and nine. We might even be fucking six and ten. But I don't see us doing fucking shit this year. And mark my words, if they fucking do do something, I'll be the first one to call in and retract my fucking statement. I'm going to watch the rest of the season. I'm going to see how things pan out. And Raider Greg and Randy, much love to you, brothers. Keep doing what you do. C-Money is on the mic. And, man, 
I'm just fucking tired of this bullshit, man. And what else can I say? Like my man Stephen A. Smith said, man, they have the mitigated gall, the fucking temerity, fucking put a team out like this on the field. It's fucking horrendous, man. It is just horrendous. I don't get it. Every year, same fucking bullshit, man. Same bullshit. We talk about the same thing. It's repetitive. It's the same shit. Every fucking season, bro. They hire a garbage coach. They hire fucking shitty players. The best players they get rid of. The shitty players they bring in. Sean Smith's a fucking complete joke. He can't play fucking cornerback or safety. He sucks. The other asshole that comes in for him, he's a fucking joke. They should have cut DJ Hayden two seasons ago. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, C.O. Moore was our best fucking linebacker we ever fucking had. And what did they do? They fucking cut C.O. Moore. Are you fucking kidding? C.O. Moore right now is better than any linebacker we got on our fucking team, including, and maybe, I'm not saying he's better than Khalil Mack, because Khalil Mack's a true linebacker, and they got him playing fucking defensive end. But I wouldn't, listen, man, C.O. Moore, we should have never got rid of his ass. That was Jack Del Rio's fucking dumb ass getting rid of him, because he didn't like fucking C.O. Moore. That was the other coach they would have kept fucking C.O. Moore, because he liked him, and he knew he was a fucking good player. But anyways, like to wrap this shit up, I know it's been more than two or three minutes. Ready, Greg, ready, Randy, peace out, brothers. Have a good fucking time. Enjoy the rest of your season, what, what of it you can, because I think it's a fucking another losing season. I can't say go Raiders because they're not fucking going anywhere. So fuck it, man. I'm out of here. Peace. Well, brother, you know, you could be right about every freaking thing that you said. You could be correct about everything. Uh, even Carr. I have questions on his capability to read the field myself. Maybe he's too short. I don't know. But it's a young team. Second game of the season. we got to give him a chance to gel. See what happens. I mean, I agree with you, Mark Davis. I would like to see the team in someone's capable hands that have some money and be able to really go out there and make a difference. I think Mark is broke. He's begging for dollars. You know, I think he should sell the team, too, because he's nothing like his father. Not any which way. Thank you for the call, brother. It's always good. You know you are my brother from another mother. And our next caller, my very good brother, the Pennsylvania Raider. Let's hear it, bro. I love you guys. Let's hear what you got. What's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. I'm going to make this as fit as possible. I know people are probably going to want to call in for this game. Uh, our defense is horrendous. I mean, absolutely horrendous. What's his name that runs the defense? I think his name is Norton. I mean, that just goes to show you what like little influence he has on the team. Whole defense sucks. And Smith and Hayden, one of them has to go. Trade for him. Get a whatever draft pick. Do what you got to do, because because Hayden and Smith they they um <laughs> they belong in the basket of deplorables. <laughs> I think y'all know what I mean by that. The offense really wasn't that good either. I mean, my God, if I saw one more three yard dump pass in that game, I was gonna fucking kill somebody. Del Rio, I love the balls. I love the balls on this guy, but. Dude, you got to know when to quit while you're ahead. You're going to the well one too many times. Fourth and two on the 50-yard line? Come on, man. Come on. And straighten up that defense. I mean, this is ridiculous. Two weeks in a row, we gave up 34 points. 
34 points we gave up. In week one, 34 points week two. You got to do something with that D. Pennsylvania Raider, I'm out. Yeah, you know, uh, DJ Hayden and Smith, I mean, they're going to have to work something in here. They got to do something. Who, McGill, I don't know. It's uh, pretty tragic, bro. And I think uh, I got to agree with C Money. We could we should have kept CO more, or even better yet, Ray Ray Armstrong, who actually got hurt, but still much better linebacker. We have to have somebody in the middle, man. No one's covering tight ends, and no one's taking anybody across the slant. We are pathetic. I agree. They have to do something. What? I'm not sure, bro. <laughs> We just need an average defense to do great things. Come on, coach. And next, my very good brother, also a Pennsylvanian, Raider Chris from Scranton. What's up, bro? I can hear you already. Let us have it. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just got done watching the Raider game with uh, Pennsylvania Raider. And uh, like most of your calls will probably get, I am disappointed in this defense. I am disappointed in Sean Smith. I am disappointed with the money that we spent on Sean Smith. Uh, the guy's trash. The guy's terrible. And I know it's only two games, but those two games, he's been getting beat the fuck up. This defense, I don't know what's going on with this defense, but somebody better get in their ass. Somebody better get Norton's ass. And if it continues, Norton's got to fucking go. Because this offense is playing their ass off, putting up points. Granted, I didn't like all the short passes in this week's game. Big difference in numbers from Carr. But uh, not saying anything bad about Carr. But just they're playing their asses off. And for what? To sit there and watch this pathetic defense below these two games. Brady threw four touchdown passes on us two weeks ago, and Ryan throws for three this week. And then you turn around, you see Heaney trying to cover a wide receiver, then trying to cover a running back, uh, and he's getting burnt. I mean, the mismatch left and right, if I can see that, I don't see how these coaches can't. And then, and then to try to go for it on fourth and two on the 50-yard line, that was just stupid. There's a lot of time left on that clock. So I'm just disappointed in this game. Uh, a lot of good things I saw, especially with the run game and some of the catches and, and you know, a few things here and there. But I don't, I'm just want to get off the line now because I could go on and on. But uh, just disappointing in the defense. We go to Tennessee and uh, – Usually I ain't worried about that game, but for some reason, it's sticking in my head here. So, like I said, hopefully somebody will get on this defense's ass, maybe even bench Smith in the beginning of the game because, well, you know how I feel about him. So, Raider Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, yes, indeed. You got it all the way. Obviously, what I said in the show is the same thing you're saying. This coaching staff, Ken Norton, I don't know if he knows, but the difference between an X and an O. A lot of rah-rah and no brain power leads the team down the, the, the lane of destruction. His coaches better figure it out. 
because our offense, as good as it is, Carr, like I said, 19 passes under five yards. What the hell is that? With the two receivers we have? Uh, Musgrave is the crappiest coach in the world to me because of the weapons he has. We should be we should be 30 points easy every game. No, man. I'm With our running backs, uh, this coaching staff, I'm telling you, Del Rio better fix something or he's going to lose his ass. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller, the Kansas Raider. He's in the house. And, uh, well, uh, vent it out, bro. Hey, Rebel Nation. Kansas Raider coming at you. Well, I usually do my three Fs on Sundays. That's faith, football, and fishing. So I, I watched a little bit of the the game. And what I did see, it doesn't look good. Our defense is laughable. Our defense is laughable. And I, I don't understand why we don't have that fix. We spent so much money on the defense. Um, what's that Sean Smith guy? Fuck you, dude. Go back to Kansas City. They fucking set us up for failure. But anyways, you know, you, you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You got fucking 14 more weeks to figure this shit out. If you don't figure it out within seven weeks, dude, get the fuck off the Raiders because I don't fucking want you. Don't need you. Well, I like to say, I, I, I do my fishing, so I went and fished a little bit. And while I'm out fishing, some fucking Kansas City creep fucking wants to call me to say, hey, did you see the score? I don't give a fuck about the Chiefs. It's like, no, Raiders lost. And told me the fucking score. You bitch-ass motherfucker. Why the fuck you even had to call me? Just to rub it in. Because that bitch-ass is lost. So, he, you know, misery likes company. So I got the game recorded, getting ready to watch it. And these motherfucker calls me, man. While I'm out here fishing, didn't catch shit. So it's obviously a bad fucking day. Red Nation, better days, I'm hoping. Okay. I can actually say, brother, that you were lucky and very smart to go fishing. I, I'll, I say this a lot, that when you guys are watching the game on TV... And I'm there in the stands, or Randy and I are there in the stands. Hey, we can't leave. We can't go into another room. We can't go anywhere, man. We must open our eyes like having toothpicks stuck in them because you can't even close them and watch what happens. And that's what happened this week. Uh, yeah, well, that's your Kansas City buddies for you. Hey, listen, man, I'd let it roll off. Don't worry about it. Is what it's going to happen. As far as as long as we beat them twice this year, I'm not thinking it's going to happen. But it sure would be nice. Then you could call him back and tell him the score. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller out of North Carolina, Raider Leo is in the house. What is going on, bro? Yeah, hi. My name is Leo uh, out here in North Carolina. First time caller, uh, long time listener. Um, want to thank you, Raider Greg, and I think it's Raider Randy who helps you out with the websites and stuff um, for putting this together. Man, really enjoy your your podcast. Uh, uh, you know, hope you keep it up. Um, but that being said, um, man, after this game, uh, you know, 
my blood pressure has been up. I, I thought I was going to have to be taken to the hospital after seeing this atrocious defense. I don't know what it is, man. I have to, I have to say it's either this team is cursed or it is, uh, man, there's just no words that I can explain uh, of what I'm seeing, man, after the expectations that we, that we all expected out of these, out of these players that, that were brought in to, to make our defense better. It just seems like they regressed, took a step back. I don't know if it's coaching, uh, the players themselves, uh, you know, a little bit of both. Um, but, but this, this has got to stop, man. This is, uh, this is just, this is, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I wish I could say somebody's got to get fired, but it, you know, I don't want anybody to lose their job, but this is, this is just bad, man. Uh, you know, no, no run defense, no gap control. It seems absolutely no pressure in the middle, which affects Mack and, and Irvin. Uh, middle, the middle linebacker, man, is a backup. That guy is, is not a, a starter. Same with Malcolm Smith, Sean Smith, man. They, they need to bench the guy. Uh, you know, bench him for two or three games. Maybe he comes back, gets his shit together. Reggie Nelson seems to always be a step too late. Step or two too late, just just not in the position to make a play like he was in Cincinnati. Uh, Emerson is about the only player that I could say is worth a damn on the defense right now. Dude's been falling, so respect to that guy. But yeah, man, no blitz. You know, this causes the off. You know, the 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 defense been so bad. This causes the offense to have to go for it on fourth down. You know, because they can't stop shit. They can't stop a nosebleed, man. I mean, it's bad. Um, you know, I honestly, there's so many holes on the defense. Who the fuck can tell how to fix it? I'm just disappointed that. 13-14, what seasons are losing, and, and we're yet to fill the balanced team uh, worth a damn. Um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, good luck to us, uh, in, you know, with Tennessee, but uh, I don't see – I don't really see us, you know, doing much this year, man. I kind of had a feeling everybody really here uh, talked a little crap to me about it because I didn't – I wasn't as optimistic as them and everybody else, but I, I, I've taken a backseat approach uh, and, you know, wait and see, uh, really. So right now, man, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to start uh, Googling um, next year's draft. Hopefully, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, if we're not going to be good to make it to the playoffs, then I don't want to be good enough to miss out on, on, on good talent, man. So if we're going to suck, Go ahead and suck all the way, man, so we can get a top five pick. I mean, that's 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 what I look forward to nowadays, which is bad. But anyway, man, thanks. I I think I went over your two minute li- uh, limit. Uh, but uh, you know, shout out to all the Raider Nation out there. Um, I'm over here with my my little nephew, man. I feel bad for him. I turned him to a Raider fan, and all he's uh, all he's known uh, for his uh, nine ten years of life is losing. So I feel bad for the little guy. But, uh, you know, shout out to everybody and uh, keep up the good work, man. Peace out. Very good call, bro. Very good call. Yeah, the defense, Bruce Irvin. You know, the guy gets stuck to an offensive lineman and he's like a, a rag doll. Can't get around anybody. Worthless pickup. We need to cut his ass too. I think a coaching move would, would be smart. I think if we see that this is so bad, everybody else does too. I think Ken Norton, they, they need to find somebody else who's hungry, who sees that they could do something, and they need to get, get him in here. 
And at least that'll give us an excuse uh, to have this kind of defense. But, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll change. But it's hard to see when it's this bad. It's buffoonery, bro. And I, I, I was on the gravy train. It looked to me like we were going to do better than last season. I was hopeful. It looked really good. And, well, you know what's on paper. You know what you can do with the paper when you need to. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, EA Tex, the Virginia Raider. Not to be confused with the other Virginia Raider. <laughs> what's up, man? Hey, hey, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. This is EA Tex, the Virginia Raider. Man. Competitive game, I don't understand why we start off so slow and come out and start opening up the offense in the second half. It gives us you know, chills to think why we always got to have a slow start like that. And that defense, oh, my goodness, man. It's like, what is going on? They need to either need to start moving Khalil around and help him build some confidence up or something because he has to get better with dealing with double teams. You can't just take him out the game like that because – we had no pass rush, no pass rush, no knockdowns, anything, from what I've seen. But that defense, I don't know what Ken North's doing. It's like, like, not as, even in that last drive, we could have got the ball back up. We stopped the ball first and second and third. Third down, DJ was so far off of that monster move, whatever it's how you, how you say it's name. Oh, my goodness, man. It was like, we couldn't win. It's like they were catching passes, and it's like, Everybody was passing off the ball to you tackle them. I'm not going out and then it was breaking for like 15 yards, a little dump passes, man. But we were competitive as far as the offense. The offense looks good. It's getting better and better each week. Man, uh, bad break on that damn deflected touchdown, man. It's just, I don't know, man. But whatever, that's, that's great in nature, baby. Love to the end, man. I'm out. No, you are actually pretty cool about this entire shitty game because uh, you're going to see everybody else is pretty fucking pissed off. <laughs> Someone needs to get their ass fired. And I mean uh, somebody. Because we're 32nd in defense, bro. 32nd. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is Philly Blunt Raider. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Sounds like they're coming back from this debacle at the Coliseum. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going down? This is Philly Blunt, Raider. Uh, we heading back uh, home from this from this loss against Atlanta. Despicable. Despicable loss. You know, hey, I just wanted to let everyone know, man, the, the D need to step it up, man. Ken Norton needs to, uh, needs to put a fire on their ass and get the secondary going, man. You know, Malcolm Smith and Henny in the middle ain't ain't plugging the holes and, and stopping the run. We paid all this money to Sean Smith to uh to to be a shutdown corner. He's getting burnt all day long. He had a, he had the same problem with uh with Cooks and uh and New Orleans. And Snee Snee uh burned them too. And then they bring in Hayden. You know, Hayden Hayden don't know how to really uh cover man to man, you know. Hey, we need we need to start playing that bumping one. They give them too much pressure. I mean, too much uh, leeway. 
for them to eat us up. Julio Jones went and got that big game right there at the end and uh, and basically put the nail in the coffin. And then, you know, I'm all for Del Rio gambling when the time is right. Last year, last week against New Orleans, going for two was a gamble, and it paid off. But to go for fourth and uh, go go for fourth down instead of hitting that field goal was uh, was dumb. Was dumb. We should have went for the field goal, got our money, kicked it back, and hopefully the D can step up. But hey, Phil, Phil, Philly Blunt Raider, disappointed in the D today. Yeah, Raider Gray, this is Raider Gavola 559. You know me, long time listener. I ain't chimed in in about, you know what I mean, about two or two years, you know. But uh, yeah, we just headed back from the despicable loss that uh, our defense could have been tightened up on a, you know, they could have tightened that belt buckle up, you know, and, and played a little more. But uh, like my brother said, man, I feel like uh, defense is getting burnt up the middle. Uh, uh, we're too light. We're too small in the middle, man. And uh, like I said, man, that, uh, you know, we should have never got rid of Nico Thorpe. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we, that's, that guy could have really helped us back there. He's a veteran. But, uh, you know, moves we make moves and uh, – I, I don't really understand why, but anyway. But, uh, hey, we'll see what happens next week. Go Raiders. Well, there you go, man. You can feel the passion of the fans. These guys are yelling their ass off all game. I know that because everybody was. But we had no gap control. Uh, the run, be a big gap open, and that's Heaney's job to fill that hole. He's supposed to go back there and disrupt the backfield, and the guy never – he I don't know where he went. He disappeared. We had no pass rush, bro. Nobody was making the quarterback do anything. He could sit back there and have a cup of tea and then pass the football. None. Zero pass rush. We have nothing to make the other team do anything in a hurry. They'll take their time, run on us, pass on us. Yeah, Smith, Heaney, uh, you know... Yeah, there's some people we should have kept. Uh, there's some problems, man. They're going to have to figure it out. Let's hope they do. Hey, man, thanks for calling, especially uh, coming home from the game. You guys are composed. I was blown away. I was flipped out. <laughs> you guys are cool. And our next caller is the Buckeye Raider. Man, oh, man. We are in the season. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, we got people calling from everywhere. What's happening, bro? Yeah, what's up, Greater Greg, Greater Randy, Greater Nation? This is the Buckeye Raider. The artist formerly known as the Eternal Raider Joey from the 937. Yeah, I had to shorten that shit up a little bit. Too much of a mouthful, but yeah. Now, I guess I'm the Buckeye Raider here from Ohio. But we got some problems, man. We have some major problems. And our major problems is our fucking coaches. Musgrave and Norton. That's it. That then we gotta get rid of both of these guys. We have so much talent, yet it's it's not even it's not even being used the way it should be, because Bill Musgrave 
keeps fucking calling these fucking six-yard out routes and two-yard bubble screens. Like, dude, we have two of the best receivers in the league. Air it out. Air it out, bro. That's it. Come on. Okay? And then on defense, we got we got two of the best pass rushers in the NFL with Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin. But what what what's he do? No. He puts fucking Khalil Mack on the line, puts his hand in the dirt. Dude, two two weeks in a row, Mack ain't done shit. Because it's being double teamed and triple teamed. Oh my god. I dude, I'm I'm already sick of it, man. It's only two weeks in, I'm already fucking sick of it. We need coaches that can that can exploit the potential of the people that we have on our fucking roster, and that's not happening at all. At fucking all. We have to find a way to use our talent, and right now, we're not. These fucking seven-yard out routes, it's not, it's not doing shit. Why can't we use Crabtree and Cooper to stretch the fucking field? Have them go on some fucking fly routes, and that leaves the the middle of the field open for for Walford or Roberts if he's in there as a third receiver. Come on, dude! I could fucking run this shit. I could run this shit. Why is why does Bill Musgrave still have a fucking job? And can we teach somebody to tackle? Can, can we teach somebody to play a fucking zone coverage on defense? You know, last week I was all ready to fucking call in and call out Money Man and ask him where he was at as far as, like, you know, dissing fucking Derek Hart. But, you know, now I'm like, maybe he's got a point. Because it's it's not Carr. It's, it's the coaching staff. They don't know how to use him. They don't know how to use him. They don't know how to use Cooper. They don't know how to use Crabtree. They don't know how to use Murray. They don't know how to fucking... They don't know how to use any talent that we have on our roster. A fucking... Oh, oh God. You know what? All right, whatever. Next week, we're at Tennessee. Hopefully, we can get a win there. Come away. And then go on another road trip to Baltimore. So, we'll see, man. We'll see how this shit plays out, but... It's early. It's early, and it's already not looking good. All right, man. Much love to the Raider Nation. Love you guys. (laughs) What more can I say, bro? I agree totally with Musgrave and uh, Norton. And let me tell you, if Al was alive, the projector would have been out. (laughs) And there would have been a letter uh, to be fired for cause. Uh, for both these dudes. Yeah, man, well, we'll see. It is early. Maybe it'll turn around or we'll be punished the rest of the year. Let's hope it's not the punished part. Thanks for the call. And I have been waiting for this call for way too long. My good brother. I love this guy. My friend. Money Man has spoken Rita. What is up, bro? Yeah, this is Money Man has spoken. 
before that was probably the shortest call that we have ever heard i know he's furious i know he has a lot more to say uh but i feel you brother i really do call back in again hopefully there'll be some good news next week thanks for calling man and our next caller my very good brother the canton radar Hey, Raider Nation, this is Canton Raider. It's about a quarter after 11, Sunday night, Ohio time. I had a few hours to digest this game. I had a feeling going in that this was almost like an early season trap game, and that's exactly what it was. Our offense is on point. 35 last week, 28 this week. You can't ask for much more than that from the offense, especially with all the young guys we have. Carr's only in his third year, Cooper in his second that defense, come on, man. I know Ken Norton Jr.'s defense usually steps up the second half of the season. We can't wait to the second half of the season this year. We need to step up now. If this defense continues to play the way it is, we might not even match seven wins we had from last season. Let alone the 10-11 I was hoping for this year. They could still get that. It's a week-to-week season. But, man... Something's got to change, and it's got to change now on that defense. And Jack Del Rio, I love how he gambled. But going for it on the other side of the 50 with seven and a half minutes to go in the game and you're only down by one score? Come on, man. This isn't Maddie. I I like the aggressiveness, but you can't gamble every single game. Sometimes you got to go with smart calls than the gamble call. Gambling once in a while is good, and it paid off last week. And that gamble challenging how many guys were on the field paid off, too. That was a great call. That's a, that's great people upstairs that told Del Rio to challenge. Going for it on fourth down, that, that changed the game for me. Even if we couldn't stop Atlanta's offense, and they went ahead to 14 points after we punted. Going for it on fourth down was the game changer. We got the best punter in the league in Marquette King. You got to play field position. I know you, we got so faith in our defense, but when we're, you got to play smart sometimes, man. You can't always gamble. That lost us the game. That and our defense. And I, I got no words for this defense. I was worried about the secondary coming into the season, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I thought they might be bad, but not this bad. This is atrocious. I haven't seen a Raider defense this bad since. 2006, we're going to the dark age. But it's over, one and one. If they come out of these first four games, two and two, I'm happy with that. But we're halfway there. We got the Texans, I think, next week, and then the Ravens. 
Hell, we might even come out three and one, which I'd be ecstatic about. But we're halfway to two and two. If we can get two and two after week four, I'm happy with that. But our defense scares me to death, man. Our defense is scary. It's not a good way. Next week, man. Talk to you guys later. Wow, you bring up 06. <laughs> the 2006 lost Archelt season. Yeah, well, bad is that. That was atrocious on offense and defense. That was the most disgusting Raider team I have ever seen. I don't think there's been a worse one. So, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I hope it gets better. If it doesn't get better by this next game, some there's something dramatic must happen. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what that is, but, man, bad news. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Fresno Trucker Raider. What's happening, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Fresno Trucker Raider, first-time caller. Just want to say hi to all the Raider Nation. Three in the morning, headed southbound on 99. I'm still, I'm still freaking pissed off. What the heck happened yesterday? I was so pumped up, pumped up for all the fans, for all the Raider Nation, first home game, and we freaking lay an egg. Oh, my God. Sean Smith, what's going on? Linebackers, Ben Haney, Malcolm Smith, where are you at? Khalil Mack, you've been gone for two games. I'm, I was just thinking... Uh, what if Jack Del Rio, I mean, we've been talking about him having big balls going for all these fourth downs, going for a two-point conversion. Now I know why. He doesn't trust his freaking defense. We have no defense. We can't stop the Fresno State Bulldogs. Our defense is going to stop the Bulldogs. My God, we got to score 40, 50 points to win. Oh, man, we all feel you, bro. 40 or 50 points. That's true. That is true. If only Musgrave could make that happen. I think we have the people to do it. All we need is a average defense. Even less than average would be good, but not the worst. And that, my friend, is what we are. Thanks for the call. And our next caller, my very good brother, Raider Jesse James from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> What's up? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Jesse from uh, Dallas. Uh, Raider Jesse James from Dallas, Texas. Hey, man, real quick, remember when I called you uh, before uh, the season started and I told you I had one concern, and that one concern was our offensive coordinator? Yeah, it's, uh, it's there, and uh, I still feel the same way. Um, I believe that, you know, this, this play calling, we're not allowing Carr to be Carr. He's a quarterback. We are a passing team at first, and it seems like we just keep trying to be a rushing team, which we can be, but we need to let Carr, we just need to let him lose, brother, and Musgrave's not doing it. Um, I was at Ron's place here in the Addison area, in the Dallas area. Raider Nation's there. That's the official Raider Nation um, you know, where we watch the video. So anybody from around here, go ahead and 
be there every Sunday. But, yeah, man, I was there, and we were watching the game, and, and I kept telling this guy next to me, I was like, you know, this little dink and dunk stuff is not going to work out in the long run, and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, but, anyways, hopefully we'll do better against the Titans, brother. And my main concern, man, right now, I'll tell you what, I don't even know we can do 8-8, eight and eight, and I hate to say that unless we adjust this weak defense that we have. And you did say it, though. It'll be three or four games before they they jail, and I and I hope you're right, brother, because we need that defense to step up. We can't allow 35 points per game, and they've allowed what a thousand yards in two games in defense. That's that's horrible. That is horrible. Anyways, let's let's get this going. Hopefully, we'll do better for the Titans against the Titans. Y'all stay safe, Raider Nation. I'm out. Yeah, I totally agree with you about the offense, bro. I I've never liked Musgrave's calls. You know, it's just he's a, it's just a hacky, sacky offense. His yak offense, yards after catch, it's just bullshit. And uh, it just hamstrings our offense. We should have put up at least another touchdown, at least one. Uh, I saw in that game, our offense got one hand tied behind his back, and the defense has no hands tied behind nothing because they're useless. And, yes, I'm hoping that this is growing pains. Last year it took shit. It took way too long for the defense to gel. It did, but it, we had 10 games under our belt. It was over. Uh, if we win six games, I'll be happy this year. Six. I'm saying six right now after two. So I'll, I'll eat my words, I hope. Thanks for the call, bro. And next out of Central Illinois, Raider Reds in the house. What's up, bro? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, thanks for all that you do. Raider Nation, hello. It's uh, not a good morning for a Monday. I'm a little pissed, as I guarantee you 100% of the Raider Nation is right now. Uh, Raiders offense, good job. Thumbs up, guys. You're looking good. I, I, I don't want, I'm not make some improvements, but uh, hey. We're looking good. Why the fuck is a defense? Okay, this is an issue. That's a bad issue. And uh, I know JDR made some hints about it, running the defense a little bit at the end of the game. I think Ken Norton may need to go. That's a real good possibility. Um, we've had a non-existent Khalil Mack for two games, and uh, this guy's a you know potential, strong potential Hall of Famer superstar and you don't even realize he's on the field right now and that's a problem okay the teams are running on us they're passing on us and this shit's got to stop it's got to stop we go to tennessee this weekend this sunday the 26th and uh they got a guy named marcus Mariota, guy named demarco murray and i promise you demarco's gonna dance all over our ass if we don't but the right kind of defense on them. We've got a we got some good talented defense. Like secondary sucks. Okay, DJ Hayden, buddy, it, it's time. It's time to you know why couldn't we keep George Atkins in the third and got rid of DJ Hayden? Maybe it's positioning. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. But uh, something's got to give. The defense is is horrible. Okay, 35 points two weeks in a row. 34 last week. But uh, that's way too many. It's just it's just way too many. And the Falcons, of all people, is not a, is not an offense that should have been scoring like that at home in Oakland 
in the Coliseum. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, maybe JDR shouldn't have went forward on that fourth down, but no, screw that, man. He, he made the right call. Gutsy call. Ball's bigger than hell. So, I think, you know, there's no reason to wait. Ken Norton, just, let's, get, let's get some offense. Or, sorry, defensive coordinators in there. I, that's all I got to say. I, I don't know what else. Keep the faith. Keep the faith, Raider Nation. We're okay. We're going to be all right. We got to keep these next games in our pockets. We got to get those down for sure. We got to win this conference. We got to get to the playoffs. That's going to happen. We got to get this shit worked out. Defense has got to wake up. Coordinator possibly needs to go. And go, Raider Nation. I'm out. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Everything you said is exactly true. We should have scored more points, I think. Uh, going for it on the 47-yard line. Why do you use Richard? Why don't you use Oswali? Because he's about 35 pounds more, and the minimum he gets is two yards. Bingo. Musgrave is an idiot. Thanks for the call. And our next caller, my very good brother, the Desert Raider, a.k.a. Raider Sid. What's up, bro? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Craig. This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. What the fuck was that? Come on. This is a bunch of fucking bullshit. We should have kicked their ass. Holy shit. You know what? We didn't lose the game because we didn't make a fourth down conversion or there was a couple of fucking kid passes that didn't go our way or Mark Cooper got called for going out of bounds. We didn't lose for any of that shit. We lost the game because our defense sucks. <laughs> We're not getting any fucking pressure on the quarterback. The fucking linebacker can't cover in the backfield. The fucking quarterback can't cover. The safeties aren't doing shit. What the fuck? Does Marquette King have to fucking do everything? Kicks a 60-yard fucking punt, then have to save a fucking touchdown. Come on, Raiders, pull your fucking heads out. Jesus Christ, offense is cranking up some fucking numbers, and defense is cranking up some world record bullshit numbers. I found over a thousand fucking yards in the first two fucking games. Come on, man. We're dead fucking last. Jesus fuck Christ, man. I'm pissed off. We're lucky we're not fucking owing too. Get your shit together, Norton and Del Rio. This is a bunch of crap. Get it fixed, motherfucker. Raider Nation. I'm out of here. Now that is what I call the appropriate rant. Well said. Can't add a thing. Won't take a thing away. Thank you for calling, bro. And my next caller. I like this guy a lot. He's a smart guy. Uh, good Raider fan. Solid as hell. Raider Loon is in the house. <laughs> What's up, bro? Raider Greg. Raider Nation. Raider Randy. Um... This is Raider Loon from Up Central California, and I'm so disappointed. It's 5 o'clock in the morning right now, and I uh, can't seem to freaking stay asleep, but 
this game, man, this game is fucking ridiculous. We should be 2-0. Everyone should be saying that. Everyone should know that on this team. The defense really needs to take a look in the mirror. Everybody from Khalil Mack on up or on down needs to look in the mirror and realize that it's on them. They lost this game. Ken Norton needs to be fucking fired like yesterday. I don't need, to be honest with you, the offense is doing okay, but we are way too conservative, way too fucking conservative. We don't start letting the ball loose till fucking we're playing from behind and we need to catch up before the game's over. Bill Musgrave needs to fucking go also, in my opinion. Sure, we're, we're putting up a lot of points, but look at the way we're putting them up, man. Like, this team should be scoring even more than they are right now. Bill Musker's conservative play calling his offensive mind is, I think, fucking pretty pedestrian. And um, I think the reason we went down the field in those however many plays in, in like the last four minutes is because our coach, Del Rio, was calling the plays, man. So I don't know. It, it just sucks that we have two fucking inept morons coaching this team. I love our head coach, though, so maybe it'll inspire some confidence in the defense, but I don't think we're using any of our players right on defense. I think Sean Smith consistently gets burned. All our players seem to be out of fucking place. I don't know, Ritter Greg, you just you need to talk me out of this fucking pessimism, man, because this game, it's been this whole fucking time. Last year in the preseason, for these first two games, our defense is fucking horrible. It's actually worse this year after spending all that money. Sean Smith looks like fucking the return of fucking with D'Angelo Hall or whatever the fuck his name was. Anyways, Raider Nation, one love. I'm out. Well, there you go, Raider Nation. A Raider fan, five in the morning, can't sleep, flipped out over the obvious lacking in the whole team. I am so... <laughs> First of all, uh, thank you for being here, all you guys listening to the show, because... This is why the Raider Nation podcast was started. is because this kind of bullshit buffoonery, the, the lackluster performance, and it's either players or coaches. I just wish we could get the combination right once. But, you know, Ken Norton, you know, talks a good game. But I'm not trying to buy a used car here. I'm trying to get to the playoffs and we ain't going anytime soon thank you for the call bro i'm feeling you man there's nothing that i can say to you other than we just don't have to see let's hope in the next two games we see some improvement and our next caller was at the tailgate at the bad boys of barbecue the rank raider great fan good dude great family love your mom bro what is up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is the Rank Raider in Burleson, Texas. Man, what the hell? The game was off the hook, the barbecue, the tailgate, everything beforehand. But our defense couldn't do shit. Smith is horrible. He needs to go. That's all I really got to say about that. Well, bro, it was sure nice to meet you and your mom there. It was a great party. You know it was good. It's always good. But we can't do much about what happens on the field. 
And that's what happened. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, hold it down. In New Jersey, we have Raider Bones. He's in the house. What you got, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Bones. Hold it down for the nation in New Jersey. And they ain't making it easy for me. Where's the defense? Where's Reggie Nelson? Smith getting burnt again on that first touchdown. He had an extra step on that. That wouldn't have been a touchdown. That would have saved us seven points. We might have won that game. Where is the defense? Del Rio's got to come up with all these crazy schemes and challenging to get us out of the woodwork, but defense ain't doing nothing to help him out. Defense ain't doing nothing to help out Derek Carr. Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin were even on the field yesterday. Are you kidding me? They didn't even touch that guy. And not for nothing, Oaktown, you got to get loud in there. I'm loud over here so you guys hear me in there. And they didn't have one false start. They shouldn't be getting those plays off. This is Raider Bones, and I'm pissed, but I'm going to stick with it because I'm with the Raider Nation. I'm out. Well, first, brother, thank you for the call. And, yeah, it was a frustrating game, but I can guarantee you this. I was there, and it was really loud. And the reason there were no false starts is they were doing the no huddle, bro. They were coming up to the line, and the defense looked like deers in the headlights the entire day. Check out the tape, bro. The no huddle. So, you know, we could yell our asses off, and they've already, they're a fine-tuned machine coming up to the line, snapping the ball. That's how it goes. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of that this next week. So let's just hope it gets better, brother. Thanks for the call. And next from R-N-O-M, we have the Prez up in the house. What's up, Mr. President? Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Hey there, remember that song? This is the Prez of R-N-O-M for the final tenure as the president. That is correct. Raider Greg, I've been here for a few times, and I thank you and uh, Randy so much. Basically, I just want to give a warm welcome to everyone that's coming to Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to do it again. The throwdown, too. We have the meet and greet at the Coyote Ugly. We're going to black it out at the square. Let me be um, remiss to go back and say that again. From 8 p.m. until Friday night, the Coyote Ugly near the downtown strip, is the meet and greet for all the Raider fans come in and get acclimated and say hello. And then from 12 to 4 p.m. Saturday, we're going to black that mother out. We're going to holler Raiders. All the good stuff. Congregate everybody's coming in, shake hands, and, you know, black it out. There's plenty of restaurants to choose from, great things to do. And then Saturday later on that night, from 8.30 p.m. until the throwdown party. All Raiders invited and come on down. It's going to be at the Millennium Hall. There is a page listed. Just type up the Raider Nation in Nashville, and you will see it coming up. Also, Raider Greg, I want to touch up on a few things about what we've been seeing. This secondary, this defense, there's some bullshit now. Now, we waited a whole long time to see this Raider come together. I hope they're not buying the hype because I always get nervous when they start saying, yeah, the Raiders going to do this, they're going to start doing that. We stink. But when they're against us, guess what? 
we tend to do well in Scrappy. I have faith in Coach Del Rio is going to shape it up and get it together. Ken Norton, brother, man, you just made <laughs> you just made Musgrave do like John Madden, bro. You don't took the heat off him so good, man. You you might be packing your shit kind of fast there, brother. And I'm kind of glad that Tennessee pulled their win off because we would have had another problem. Nothing worse than a team that's got something to prove, and we coming in there, you know, 2-0 and and 0-2. But that's a whole other topic. You know, um, it's too early to panic. I got faith in the Raider Nation. Again, it's been a pleasure. And, um, no, it won't be, it won't stop me from posting or whatnot. And um, I'm the founder and wants to pray as always in prayers, but it is time to step down. It's been a hard 15 years of Raider Nation service. 15 years. That is correct. A long time. The godfather of all presidents in the Raider Nation fan club boosters, unless you've been doing it and you just stayed put. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're well there. And uh, have a good one there, Greg. Raider Nation for life. See you in Nashville, baby. I don't need to say anything after that. The Prez, man, and the whole organization is top quality. Great people. The smiles say everything. I have never felt so welcome going places uh, across the United States as Nashville. It was a epic time. Uh, very well done. What can I tell you, man? You guys roll hard. And if you go down there, you're going to go down there. It's a great town. It's a lot of fun. And the, the nation's going to show up. That I can guarantee you. And thank you, Mr. President. That's a lot of work, folks. 15 years as president of a booster club. Let me tell you, you have no idea of how much work and effort and love, too, man. I'm sure it's been a great role, bro. And you ain't going nowhere anyway. You know that's where else I do. Thank you for the call and the props, my brother. And a very favorite fan. I love this guy. I love this guy because he always says, fuck the Chiefs. This is Raider Dan. Kansas City, what's happening, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, it's Raider Dan from KC. Well, well, well. I spoke about this the last time I called, about Ken Norton and that defense, about Jack Del Rio putting his stamp on the defense if he doesn't get his shit together. He needs to put his foot all the way up his ass. He's got one fucking game, one fucking game, and then he needs to be let go. Either you let him go, ask him to step down, uh, shut the fuck up and just stand on the sideline while Jack runs the defense. Like I said, the whole thing about Mac playing defense in is dumb. You know, you don't have a great player like that and just have to do one thing. Do you fucking see Von Miller with his hand in the dirt? All fucking game. They move them around. That's what you do. They'll say, hey, well, I got a player that, you know, he's kind of like Von Miller. Man, I don't know what the fuck he is. I personally feel like they need to run a 3-4 defense. What the fuck did you draft all them damn linebackers for and, and defensive ends and make them fast and all this shit? It's the scheme. I'm very, very convinced of that. You're giving up a 1,000 yards in two games. We played the Saints. If we didn't fucking play the Saints, people would be calling us the fucking Saints. With them saying all that, and by the way, 
You were right. I didn't say fuck the Chiefs. So fuck the Chiefs. There ain't shit. They're really not shit. I'm living here. I'm telling you, they're not shit. We still have an opportunity to go after this division. We're going to have to knock off Denver. Like I told these fake-ass, punk-ass Chiefs fans, we're the only people in our division that can sweep them because we always play the ass tough at home. We take care of business. I'm not criticizing nothing about the offense and Jack going for it on fourth and two. He should have went for it. I don't give a fuck if it was fourth and one inch. I'm not putting that fucking defense back out there. You know, Ben Haney, is he the problem? They got more problems than that. It starts with the guy that wears the fucking, fucking safari hat on the sideline and think he's a defensive coordinator. Man, you are a defensive assistant. Whatever the fuck that is. We've been saying all that. Go Raiders. Very well said, brother. I mean, I think that Del Rio's got a shit can this guy. We we don't have a defense, man. We got two defensive plays. We got a 3-4 and a 4-3, and neither one of them works, and no one knows what the hell they're doing, and I think that's coaching, man. We got players. I mean, you can't be the, the worst defense in the NFL if it's just players. You got to know that coaching has a big deal to do with it. We'll see, man. I hope we can beat the Chiefs. Um, Musgrave's no uh, picnic basket either. But we'll see, man. I hope it gets better, especially when they go to Kansas City, just for your sake, bro. Thank you for the call once again. And fuck the Chiefs, just like you say. And we have a special caller. Uh, he, his name is John Madden. I, I I don't know. It's just what he says he is. <laughs> What's up, John? Hey, Raider Nation Greg. John Madden here. Nice to fucking talk to you. It's been a long time. Hey, here's the deal. I'm over here at the casino, drunk as hell. The Bellagio Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Boy, let me tell you, is it nice. Hey, I'm just gonna give you guys a rundown. Here's here's my plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna boom. I'm gonna cut across the inside part of the casino past the craps table. Okay. Next, I'm gonna go out wide past the blackjack table. Just when you think this place comes to an end, boom. I'm gonna fake. No, 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 no. I'm gonna fake the fake. I'm gonna fake the fake that I'm faking past the slot machines. Just when you think, just when you think it's over with, boom. I'm hurdling, I'm hurdling the slot machines, and I'm going over to the sports betting booth. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all my money on the Tennessee Titans. And I'll tell you why. Because next week, the Tennessee Titans have your number. Here's, here's why. They got Marcus Mariota. They got DeMarco Murray. They've got Jarrell Casey, and he's going to rip the head off of Carr. i tell you why. He's a big brute. And he's going to come rushing past your line. He's going to tear his head off. And you guys ain't going to know what hits you. You guys are not going to know what hits you. So I'm putting all my money on the Tennessee Titans. And boy, let me tell you, this place is great. This place, this place is great. I'm going to, I'm going to put all my money every week on whoever you guys are playing. And boy, let me tell you, it is going to be nice. It is going to be handy whenever you guys move to Las Vegas. Because I can be able to do my favorite thing. 
every week. I'm going to come here. I'm going to get drunk as shit. I'm going to put all my money on whoever you guys are playing that week. Then I can stumble my fat ass over to the stadium and collect my payday. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Peace out. This has been John Madden. I'll see you later. Well, John, let me just set you straight just a little, bro. First of all, John Madden wouldn't say any of that shit. (laughs) First of all. Second of all, I don't know why you're calling my show if you're a hater. You know, you... (laughs) You in the wrong building, bro. Go back to wherever you came from, whatever team you're rooting for. I'd love to hear who it is. If it's the Titans, that's great. Uh, Matter of fact, it probably is. I'm guessing. And I can just say one thing. Uh, You aren't going to get a sack on Carr. We might lose the game, but you're not going to put Carr to the ground, not with our offensive line, bro. As a matter of fact, just because you called, I just really super now hope that we kick the shit out of you. Uh, And I hope that you call back, bro. I hope you call back. But until then, you can go fuck yourself. All right, Raider Nation. That is it for the Raider Nation podcast on this show. Tough game last week. Going to be a tough game coming up. Uh, The no huddle is brutal. It's very, very hard for us. I am hoping that Jack Del Rio takes over the defensive job here and does all the work uh, on the defense and lets uh, Musgrave uh, struggle through the offense. I just need, I know we have football players. I know we have professionals. I know they work hard. I know they worked hard this offseason. We need to get together. We need, need to get it together now. Thanks for listening, folks. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>